This is Fred Stoller. You may know me from Seinfeld, Dumb and Dumber, Get Off the Phone, Everybody Loves Rain. Phone. And the original OG Thrill Seeker. You know what I did? I'm going to rent the movie. I'm not going to rewind it. That's why I love this podcast. You are listening to Massive Late Fee with Mike and Mark. Oh, yeah. I used to just uh, return videos and not rewind them. Screw that late fee. Yeah. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Dumpster Diving with Mike, Mark, and Fred Stoller. You know, I like the way that, that Fred puts that. He puts a little punch on, you know, you are listening to Massive Late Fee with Mike and Mark. It's it's really nice. It is. I it's it's well worth the funds. Absolutely, and I'm not like I don't. I'm not being sarcastic. I I really I really like he does. He puts something into our names. It's like like we're important. Uh, good job, Fred Stoller. Thank you, Fred Stoller. You're important too. <laughs> Absolutely. Don't listen to Norm Macdonald. You're very important. Yeah. So, Mike, I as I mentioned off the air because you know we have a life off the air. I I thought of a a little game <laughs> I want to play with you. Uh, oh, Lord. And <laughs> it was just one of the stupidest things I think I've ever thought of, but I think it's going to be quite good. So uh, this, <laughs> this game is <clears throat> Chris, uh, what's his name? Chris D'Elia. Okay. Chris D'Elia or Hitler. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so these are quotes and you have to de- funnier? That's a tough one. You have to decide if the quote is from Crystalia or Hitler. Quote number 1. <clears throat> My biggest pet peeve is when a girl says I'm not into drama. Why are you even mentioning it? That's dramatic in itself. The hackneyed premise makes me think it's Crystalia. Oh, very good. <laughs> that is Crystalia. I can't imagine Hitler, I can't imagine Hitler saying that. <laughs> I mean, why all these drama? <laughs> that itself is drama. I don't know why. I guess that's a <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. You're close. I apologize. Um. I yeah, we don't want to offend the Hitler fans. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. Oh, wait, uh, I guess uh, we don't have that many listeners in the Scandinavian countries. So. <laughs> right? Like that guy who shut up that camp? That's right. Absolutely. Campers and Jason Voorhees. <laughs> uh, quote number two. Humanitarianism is the expression of stupidity and cowardice. Uh, that's got to be Hitler, probably. Yep, that's correct. <laughs> Hitler. Uh, quote number two. Nothing matters to a drunk girl at all. <laughs> Nothing. You'd be like, yo, there's a crocodile right next to you. Uh, excuse me, I have a question for you. Is it your crocodile? That sounds like a Hitler quote if I ever heard one. <laughs> I'm going to say Chris D'Elia. Yeah, that is correct. It was like, yo. <laughs> that is correct. Yo, Eichmann. What was that thing you were talking about the other day? The final what? <laughs> Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> and, uh, Eichmann, of course, is played by Brennan Schaub. <laughs> oh, so remember, real quick, just a digression. Remember how I told you I listened to the Weekly Planet podcast? <laughs> they do this thing called hate mail, but the hate has an eight in it. And because the one of the hosts, uh, Mr. Sunday Movies, he has a YouTube channel. 
And what he does is he just takes YouTube comments that are hateful towards him and his co-host. And then he reads them. And they're usually pretty funny. The last one he did wasn't directed at them. It was directed at Brendan Schaub. It was 27 reasons people hate Brendan Schaub. And it just goes into this long litany of things. They're like, we don't even know who this person is. I don't know why. He's like, this is on our Batman v Superman video. But it's just hilarious to me. Somebody felt that that um, uh, powerful about it that they wanted to to share. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. You're perfect so far. Uh, this one's tricky. Okay. Thank you. Aw. <laughs> he alone who owns the youth gains the future. Crystalia or Hitler? <laughs> Hitler. That is correct. Yes. <laughs> Okay, just a couple more left here. You, you seem to have forgotten that I read your manifesto, so I'm quite familiar with Hitler quotes. That's true. They were all over it. Um. All right. We're not special. We're just people. It's fucked up to think about, right? <laughs> that, that could be Hitler in an introspective uh, state, you know. What do you think? Yeah, um, Crystalia or Hitler? Obviously. Okay. Uh, just two more. And we'll see if you if you get perfect. Uh, what luck for rulers that men do not think. What luck for comedians that people don't value humor. No, I'm guessing that it's uh, Hitler. That not is, Benjamin Hitler, but Adolf Hitler. That's correct. Now, la- last one. Hey, hey, do you spell uh, Hitler with an F or a PH? <laughs> uh, I spell it with an F. No, no, I mean, is that how it's spelled? What, Hitler? No, Adolf. Oh, Adolf. Uh, it's spelled with an F, yes. I mean, generally, there's only one person you're talking about when you say Hitler. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's spelled, oh, uh, he, he spells his John name Hitler? with an F. <laughs> Not John, Adolf. You know. Is that with an F or a PH? I believe his sister's name was Laura or something. <laughs> Something weird, something very mainstream. Laura Hitler. Any name that isn't any name that ends in Hitler that isn't Adolf just sounds made up. I think he had a, a nephew named Fred Hitler. Oh God. He uh, he he went to the U.S. and then he like he was a, kind of like a propaganda piece. Did he replace he Santa like, Claus? Oh, I don't think so. Like Fred I Claus. Mean, anyone? Oh yeah, is that Vince Vaughn? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Is this more laughs than the movie itself actually got? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. I didn't see the movie, but was uh, Fred Claus unruly? I would assume so. <laughs> I haven't seen it either. I'm guessing that he was uh, he was a little upset about being pressed into Santa Claus service. But then at the Probably. end, he found his heart. Very good. But him and Jennifer Aniston still didn't get back together. I don't understand it. Um, oh, I don't know. Is she in that movie too? I don't think so. Last, last quote. See if you can figure out. Chris Peter Dinklage's. <laughs> Chris Talia. He has to. It, it's like that. Uh, the Tim Burton. It's, a it's like clause in his contract, right? It's like the Tim Burton Willy Wonka movie, right? Where it's he's all the elves. Peter Dinklage. No, that's actually uh, uh, okay. I, I, I'm not. I know it's an Indian name, like you know. Uh, so I'm not gonna. I don't know how to pronounce it, but it, it looks like it. It looks like it's 
It's spelled Ram Deep, which is kind of hilarious. Okay. But it's like uh, it's like uh, he, he's in, he's in a lot of stuff. He was in. Um, do you remember? Uh, I'm sure you saw the movie. Uh, shit, the other Tim Burton movie with uh, Big Fish. Oh yes, that's correct. I've seen. He, play, he plays the remaster in that. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he, oh yeah, he's in a lot of. He's really you know a well you know well spread out actor. Absolutely. <laughs> spread out and ram deep. That's what he says. Not to be confused with uh, you know. The one guy. Crystalia. Um Richard Gere. Oh yeah, that's right. So last last quote here. Hit now this is a tricky one. Hitler or Crystalia. It's not gonna work out, you know. I mean it might, but it won't. You know what I mean? But it could, but it's not going to, right? Now this could be Hitler talking to the Jews. It could be Jeez. could be Crystalia talking to young women. I I what do you I think? It's Crystalia. You are correct. Very perfect. Perfect score in Crystalia or Hitler. You know, it still haunts me to this day that I uh, that I got four wrong in the uh, Scientology game. Well, maybe we'll play it again at some point with some more under the radar Scientologists. But maybe you know, write in and see if you want us to bring back Crystalia or Hitler. Oh, I love terrible premises because sometimes they turn out good (laughs) speaking of terrible premises uh 2020 is the best year to release a the stand (laughs) uh movie somebody on twitter said that he was waiting for morons to say that the stand was a like a cynical cash grab uh on the covid19 thing and i said it's really the other way around (laughs) covid19 is a cash grab on uh, the stand but well, luckily, COVID nineteen isn't as uh, lethal as uh, the super flu, right? And trips, whatever it is, ninety nine percent for basically inverted the lethality, lethalness, Luther Vandross. How do you say that? Lethality is that a word? Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm the writer. <laughs> but anyway, so we saw the teaser trailer. For the new CBS All Access limited series, The Stand. Honestly, I wish this was on HBO, but other than that, or or even maybe Netflix, someplace where they could be a little more. I don't know how. So I don't actually. I don't have CBS All Access, so I don't know what the rules are over there. I don't know if they can show nudity. I don't know if they can swear as much as they want to. Uh, yeah, I know. I know they have the Twilight Zone on there, and I, I was almost tempted, but I'm like, yeah, I don't want to like you know get a trial, then watch all of them in like two days, and then you know turn it off or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I don't even know if I'll get this. You know, I don't Unless either. You can, like watch them all like in you know quick succession. Yeah, I guess I'll probably wait for it to come out. I'll probably wait to see what the reviews are on it, and then maybe I'll get like a seven day free trial or one month free trial or whatever they do over at CBS. And... Yeah, we wonder if it's like, a, are they going to release it all at once or one by one? Do you know? I have no idea, but a lot of them, like Disney Plus and a lot of streaming services, are now starting to do one by one because they don't want people to to cancel. Yeah, I think I think that's actually I was going to say for like the stand. It's actually also with like the Watchmen. I think it helps build. Not that the Watchmen was on a streaming service, but uh, I feel that it helps build buzz. Like for the you know the series too, for sure. Yeah, if you just like dump ten episodes, like like uh, the one show. What is it with? Um, I think it's called Ozarks with uh, mm-hmm. Justin Bateman. Yeah. How does he know if he's a money launderer? 
But yeah, um, like I feel that like I know a lot of people like that show a lot. I didn't really get into it myself that much, but I wonder if it was like almost like you know when Breaking Bad first came out, if they you know one episode at a time. You know, I feel that Breaking Bad would have not been nearly highly as highly regarded if it wasn't like you know strung out much like Better Call Saul is now. Yeah, I I agree. I think it adds something. I, I really enjoy like you know the anticipation. You know, mm-hmm. especially knowing that nobody else has seen it. You know, it's like it's brand new, and like you know if you have friends or podcasts that you're on that you talk about, you know, something that. To- discuss right exactly and it, you know it's we lose more and more of that every year though the last really really big one was game of thrones and i don't know yeah. if there will be another really huge well, one it's not as huge but barry has like you know quite a bit of regard and that's mm-hmm. also the episode by episode format which i don't know when that show's coming back i mean the, the first two seasons i liked yeah, yeah, Barry's good. I haven't seen the Ozark show. One thing that I'm watching now that is uh, episode by episode, it's not, ex- I mean, we get it through a streaming service, but it's not exactly on a streaming service. It's on HBO. So, you know, people with cable still see it week by week. But uh, Lovecraft Country, my wife and I have watched the first three episodes of that. Yeah, how, do you, how do you like that? It's it's interesting. I, it's not like I think you might like it. Like if you if you and Alex want to give it a try, I think it's worth giving it. Watch the first episode. If you don't like the first episode, then there's no there's no reason to go on past that. It's it's an interesting uh, kind of like marriage between the the Lovecraft mythos and the real world. So the is Puck on this season. <laughs> <laughs> he's got AIDS. Um, I think he did. Yeah. Or some other guy did. Yeah, I think so, he made fun of a guy with AIDS. I don't know if it was because of the AIDS, though. No. He didn't want his hamburger cooked with AIDS. That's a true blood what reference. Kind of a, what kind of a sick person would make AIDS jokes? I don't know. Somebody that, that masturbates uh, on 9-11. I don't know. It's how some people pay tribute, okay? That's true. Louis C.K. Um. Anyway, so... I guess in this world, H.P. Lovecraft existed, and but his mythos is also real. No one really knows that, but it is. And so there's, it reminds me a little, a very, very little bit of Watchmen in the fact that there's a lot of, it takes place Giant in... Giant squid? <laughs> well, yeah. But it takes place in the 50s, and there's a lot of racial overtones. So the the, the main characters are all black, and... You know, they have to deal with things that people in that time period would have to deal with. And they're also they also have to deal with this Lovecraft shit, too. So it's I know you're not a huge fan of horror, but it's kind of it's that creepy, like nether type stuff where it's not it's not super scary. It's just more interesting than anything else. So I generally don't like Lovecraft type stuff, though. I think in the mouth of madness and also uh Event Horizon are, are very, mm. like, you know, Lovecraft-esque, especially uh, in the Mouth of Madness. I yeah. enjoy those, but just, in general, the whole, it just does really, doesn't really do much for me. It's yeah. not very interesting. Yeah, I, I li- what I like about this is the interpersonal relationships between the the characters. I think that's kind of the strength of the show. Um, and it's more about that than it is about, like, you know, like seeing Cthulhu monsters or anything like that. Mike, you know, we've been having a lot of fun on the show today, but we would be remiss if we didn't mention that our show is sponsored today and for the next six months by MyBookie. That's correct, Mark. MyBookie.com slash org. 
<laughs> I believe it's just mybookie.com, but it is the is winning it an app se- too, or is it just like a, a website? I believe I don't know if it, I don't know if they have an app. MyBookie, do you have an app? We don't. I they probably do because it's 2020, but I don't know. Well, all I know is that the winning season is returning at my bookie. And do you know what the winning season means, Mike? It means doubling your first deposit. Nice. Uh, a lady for the first time, you double your first deposit? That's exactly right. <laughs> and you just eventually just dribble. No, I'm just kidding. I don't uh, know that is. Uh, but winning season means Survivor, Super Contest, and Squares. You ever do the Squares, Mike? Yeah, I like those, but it's kind of difficult to get it together. Like, uh, for example, my current workplace, there's like less than 10 people there. So, I mean, I don't think, uh, unfortunately, not everybody's a gambling addict. Uh, so, I can't get like everybody to do 10 squares, you know? Yeah, see, that's why you need to go to my bookie for to find all the gambling addicts and to be able to get a, a squares contest going. And, you know, we're celebrating the NFL season now. I do believe there, from what I've heard, that there will be an NFL season. I don't know exactly how they're going to it work it out. It's the case so far. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, the teams are kind of isolating, not like NBA-type level yet. Right. You know, I, I haven't even really watched the NBA Finals or playoffs. Are you following it at all? No, I'm not. But uh, but I'll t- but Celtics. I- but I'll tell you what, I'm going to go to my bookie and uh, and make a deposit, and they will do a dollar for dollar match all the way up to a thousand dollars. Then I'm going to bet on some of those NBA final games. Um, that's pretty sweet because um, I guess the Tigers' odds to win the uh, World Series is like one in three hundred or something crazy like that. Oh, nice! Jump on that. But to win the but to win the division is one in one hundred. So I mean, like in this shortened season, I mean, you know how baseball teams go on swings. I mean, mm-hmm. I think even like our our team that like had the most losses ever had like a, a nice streak there for a while. And since you know it's almost a third of the games, you know maybe a little more than that. Well, there's no maybe about it. I can divide by thirds. <laughs> um, but I mean, still, it's just like it's crazy because like we're suddenly like back in it now. So I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean. I wouldn't want to go all the way to the casino and like, you know, to put down like $10 against those odds because it's such a waste, you know, and the odds are so low, but I mean, for the comfort of your own home and they double the bet, that's a hundred percent worth it. That's completely solves my problem. Absolutely. And I, I'm never going to lose. I'm never going to miss that hundred dollars that I put on my bookie doc or that $10 that I put on my bookie.com betting on the, the tigers. But when it, you know, multiplies into $300,000 then, or however that math works, $3,000 then I'll, uh, no, ten dollars would only be like uh, three million dollars. Only thirty thousand. What the fuck? No. <laughs> well, if you do that, if you go up to, if you go, if you sign up at mybookie.com and make your first deposit and let them match it dollar for dollar, you can also get a free entry into their famed mybookie super contest. To play in the contest, all you have to do is pick five NFL games against the spread and have a chance at winning a $100,000 guarantee. That's uh, that's not that hard. Five five games against the spread. It's been done many times. Yeah. Uh, the best part... Broken legs. But, uh, my bookie does not send uh, people to break your legs. That's that's another great part about it. My bookie does not employ thugs to break your. Le- if you're that guy from uh, uh, what is it, Hidden Gems, they're not going to send uh, some dude to sit in a hot uh, like vestibule and then shoot you in the head. Spoiler alerts for inside or so for uh, what's it called, Hidden Gems. Something like that. One of those ironic nicknames. But the best part is my bookie has thousands 
of bets to choose from uh, from the full slate of the NFL. We, as we talked about the the NBA playoffs, from live betting to championship futures, which we talked about with the the Detroit Tigers. Every play you want to make is waiting at my bookie. It's simple. Make your picks, win big, and collect your cash. Now we have a promo code, Mike. Our promo code is late fees. That's L A T E F E E S. If you enter that promo code late fees at mybookie.com, they will double your first deposit. It's an absolute no brainer. Your winning season begins today only at mybookie. You know, uh, I, I once knew a guy who bet on uh, Mr. T and Rocky too. <laughs> And he's no longer with us, but I mean, my bookie, they probably have that on there. Yeah, absolutely. And the Washington Generals. And he bet, he bet, he bet on the fight in Rocky, uh, too, and bet against Rocky. <laughs> Thought he was due. Uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that's mybookie.com. Oh, to be fair, uh, Rocky did lose in Rocky 1, didn't he? Oh, no, he, no, he beat he, uh, Carl Weathers. No, he did. He lost. Oh, did he? Yeah, he loses, but he gets the girl. That's the, the whole thing in Rocky 1. Yeah, I don't really remember. I don't really like the Rocky movies that much. Yeah, but uh, that is our little promo on with the show. Oh, uh, one thing we could do on the main show, actually, because uh, I think it's coming out in the next couple days or something, is The Boys. The Boys is coming back. I didn't see the first season. I thought you watched the first. Didn't we talk about the first season? You talked about it. I said I haven't watched that. Oh, I thought you watched it. Nope. No, oh, right. Well, I think you'd like no, it. I'll give it a shot. I think my friend uh, Matt uh, wants to watch season two, so maybe I'll I'll watch that, and then you know I'll have a nice uh nice little sides about whose testes can be seen where. Oh, we'll well, see. Matt will have a field day with if he, if he watches season one. Oh no, because there's there is some there. You, you're familiar with Garth Garth Ennis, aren't you? Or Garth sure. Garth Ennis, or however he pronounces his name. He did no. he did preacher. And he also yeah. wrote this. He 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 famously hates superheroes. Oh, okay. Like yeah, he, I, I I am not familiar with either of those. He did a a Punisher uh, storyline where I think it was the Incredible Hulk and Spider Man and somebody else are all fighting the Punisher, and they're all they're they're idiots. Like they can't beat him because they're all morons. Because he hates superheroes, and this is kind of just more of that. It's like tearing down of superheroes as a idea. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll I'll give it a shot. But yeah, the, season one was very interesting. Season two is coming out. That's another one I'm looking forward to. But I don't that one. I don't know if that goes week by week or not, or if they just dump that all at once. That's on Amazon Prime. Yeah, I thought they were all out at once last time, but like I said, I've never seen it, so I don't know why I think that. I, I may just be making that up entirely. Yeah, I don't know. But we did watch the te- tre- teaser little trailer for the stand. What what do you think? What do you like did did this give you any ideas of, you know, what it's going to be like or if it's going to be any good or what? I mean, it looks okay, but I mean, first of all, it's a trailer, so it's always the, the very best moments, you know, without spoiling anything or mm-hmm. sometimes they do spoil things. Right. Um, but I mean, it's, you know, it it looks okay. I mean, it's really hard to tell how it'll actually be. Um, There's a video right after that showed like the different actors who played them in the original and who were playing them in this. That was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, Whoopi Goldberg is going to be good in it. Uh, you know, she's good in everything. I think the uh, what's his name, Eric, it, the Scarsgard guy. 
Yeah, it's not Bill, it's the other one. Yeah, Ted? I think so, something. Adolf? P- Peter Scott? No, that's not him. <laughs> it's, um, uh, it might be Peter. It's Bill's brother. No, it's like Jorgen is like the, or Jorgen or something like that is the dad. Mm-hmm. He's in Das Boot. Yep. Isn't that who I'm thinking of? No, that's a jerk. I don't know what the hell I'm thinking of. There, so Bill Skarsgård, his dad is... Alex, oh, Alex, Alex yeah, Skarsgård. That's right. Alexander, he, he's got Alexander, Gustav, and Walter. Those are his uh, his brothers. And then Stalin is his dad, Stalin Skarsgård, from the Thor movies and shit. Oh, okay. But yeah, Alexander Skarsgård is going to be Randall Flagg. I think he's... I think he's good choice for flag. I mean, the guy who was in it last time, he just he just looked very outdated. Like like Stephen King's idea of like what a cool person in the seventies would look like is kind of how Randall Flag looked like. Jamie something. I can't remember his yeah, name. Yeah, he was he was on the show Weeds. He's he's good on the show Weeds. He wasn't bad, but and also I don't like that when he like changes his face to like a really dumb looking demon at one point. Yes. Like who thought that would look look good? It did not look good. And that and that the whole menace of flag is that you know you know there's something off to him. I mean, mm-hmm. they do at certain points explicitly say, "Oh yeah, he's the servant of the Crimson King, etc." You know, mm-hmm. but for the longest time, and in, including the period when the stand was out there, it wasn't so like you know blatantly stated what flag was and that kind of stuff. He's just this really kind of cool, like you know, kind of like an evil character that just showed up in different forms on different you know parts of his work and kind of just connected them. That's like the flag verse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and that's the thing is that's the key to to all of it. Is Alexander Skarsgård going to be able to to nail that performance? That's the hardest performance to get. It's you know, it's the and it's the the central thing to everything. Like I have no doubt that uh James Marsden can do Stu Redman. And I mean did Stu Redman even shoot lasers out of his eyes? <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, what, who's he going to lose his girl to in this one? That's what I want to know. In every movie James Marsden in, is in, he's losing his girlfriend or his wife to somebody else. So who's, yeah, it, who's the he, Molly? Is he going to be in the Jerry Falwell Jr. story? Right, exactly. He should play Jerry Falwell Jr. That's perfect. Perfect casting. And then, and then the theme song for the uh, the previews will be That's Me in the Corner from R.E.M. <laughs> Losing his religion. Oh my God, that's that's perfect too. Someone that that's a, I mean that's a skit, but that's also just a joke right there that you can tweet whenever you want. What's Jerry Falwell's favorite song? Uh, that's me, you know, that's me in the, the corner. Losing my religion. I don't, even, I don't I don't even know what that song's called. It's called Losing My Religion, but oh, I see. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of R.E.M. No, Shiny Happy People was a low point for them for sure. Remember when I can't remember what 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 radio station it was, but a ra- one of the radio stations around here changed their format. Yeah, yeah, and they played it for like twenty four hours straight. It's the end of the world as I know it, and yeah, they played it for twenty. Yeah, I don't hours. remember. I, I I don't remember which one, but yeah, I guess they do that a lot. Like they'll play like that, like in when they change formats in some places, and like I, I don't know why they I don't know why they do that. Maybe like the the previous company just says fuck it, we're done. Yeah. How how much do you think REM gets for that every time someone changes formats? Probably like uh, I think like a dime each time it's played, which is probably substantial. I mean, no, yeah. When when we when we change formats on this show, we're gonna play it twenty four. We're gonna have an, <laughs> twenty four episodes in a row. Play, just play it. 
assuming every other week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, we can't have slowed down to that. Hey, what's that new game called again, Mark? Uh, Hitler or Crystalia. Thank you. Nice. Um. Anyway, so yeah, I'm I'm not the original. Well, the original TV movie on ABC way back in 1994, 26 years old now, was okay. I guess. I mean, I didn't love it, but it was fine. But yeah, the the Randall Flag character. That's the the downfall of that one. No offense to Jamie Sheridan, I think his name is. Yeah, that might be it. And um, you know, Molly Ringwald was was fine. And and then of course you've got uh, Gary Sinise as Stu Redman. Gary Sinise right yeah, before he becomes super talent. popular. Yeah, complete waste of uh, some of his. I mean, I always forget about Gary Sinise, but he's such a great actor. Yeah, he is. But it, yeah, it was fine. And and, uh, and everything. And he was also in Snake Eyes with Nicolas Cage. So oh god, bad. that's right. What was that? Ninety six, ninety six, ninety seven, six or seven, maybe. Yeah. Somewhere on it. Yeah, it wasn't good. Snake Eyes. I was dating a a girl that was under eighteen at the time, and I was, I think, seven. <laughs> I was forty three. No, I was seventeen, I believe, and so I could get into. An R-rated movie because I think they. Oh, okay, R-rated movie. I think they had just changed that, so I was able to get in. But she was, I think, sixteen or fifteen, so she couldn't get in without a parent. So we just we we rolled the dice though with Snake Eyes trying to get in to see it, and they would not let us in. I made a favor, my friend. I made such a a big like I made such a big deal about it. I think I really embarrassed her. I was like, come on. come on it's snake eyes it's nicholas cage's snake eyes we can't miss it i don't even know why that movie's rated r i don't recall why i think i know what uh what i'm queuing up for uh for next week's imdb game (laughs) yeah i don't remember anything about it really other than him standing in the middle of the boxing ring yeah and i think there's like a like a remote control helicopter with a camera on it yeah, maybe. And it's like Gary Sinise is like the bad guy. And you don't realize it the whole time. It's like, oh no, it was Gary Sinise. Spoilers for Snake Eyes. Yeah, if he if you uh, if you get upset over that, then just 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 go to our end of the world as we know it podcast. <laughs> Snake Eyes, nineteen ninety eight film, directed yeah, by. I was going to say maybe me, me, but directed by Brian De Palma. Starring oh, no, Nicolas really? Cage, Gary Sinise, uh, and Carla uh, uh. Carla Gugino. You know what else Gary Sinise is uh, really good in? I think it's called Ransom with Mel Gibson. Oh yeah, that's right. Where he he asks for the ransom. Yeah, he's a, he's uh he's the uh, bad guy in that one too. Yeah, he plays a good Spoiler. bad guy. Yeah, and a good he's kind of an asshole in a and in a good a cripple. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, let's see. So the guy that wrote Snake Eyes, his name is David Cop Cop, C O E P P Cop. He's written. Uh, oh, he wrote, fucking Dane. He wrote that movie Toy Soldiers. Oh, that didn't look good either. And also Death Becomes Her, and also Jurassic Park. Oh, actually, I'm mistaking Toy Soldiers. There was a movie called Small Soldiers. I thought that's what you were talking about. No. 
It's no. like one of Phil Hartman's last movies, I think. Yeah. No, Toy Soldiers is the Sean Astin, Will Wheaton one where they're they're trapped in their school and terrorists take over or something. Yeah. It's not bad. What's funny is I was going to do uh, do that for the IMDb game, but I wasn't sure if you've ever seen it. Because I, I don't think I've seen it. I haven't seen Small Soldiers, no. No, no, Toy Soldiers. I haven't seen... I have seen Toy Soldiers, yes. No, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying I, I, I almost did a Toy Soldiers for the IMDb game uh, this week because I was thinking about it recently. Oh, you should have. But I wasn't, but I wasn't, I wasn't sure if, you had, I wasn't sure if you, you had seen it as all. Well. I have. Now I know. <laughs> he's the latest thing this dude is fucking works man he's written a lot of good movies but he also wrote snake eyes so i'm i'm torn but he's writing the indiana he jones divorce? he's writing the indiana jones five movie so i don't, I don't know that'll be good george lucas isn't writing it that's all i know which is <laughs> means that's a lot better oh my my favorite, and this is probably because I saw it first, is The Last Crusade. I just really, really mm-hmm. enjoy that movie. There's a lot of fun parts. Yep. Um, I don't think Temple of Doom's that great. Uh there there's some. I like some of the dark shit that's going on in Temple of Doom. I didn't as much when I was a kid. I liked it better when I got older because there's some just like like really messed up. I, I'll tell you what. This is, I'm sure, a very controversial opinion. My least favorite, besides Crystal Skull, which, you know, fuck that movie, but my least favorite is the original Raiders of the Lost Ark. See, I think I like that second best, and then I like, uh, I'd have to say Temple of Doom, and then that, uh, that the Crystal Skull thing, I, I couldn't even get into it. It was like maybe half an hour I was done. It was just so ridiculous. I can't even really consider it an Indiana Jones movie. I, like, I'm, I just try to wipe that continuity from my mind. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, but yeah, it's weird that like this, like you know, well-revered franchise has like what two good movies at best. Yeah, probably. Yeah, they're all they're all like that, like like Back to the Future, right? They're not all good. See, I, I just I'd say two thirds though. I I I don't know. Uh, again, controversial opinion. My favorite one is the second one. That's Me too. I saw first, so, so that's probably why. Third one isn't terrible. It's just like I saw it. Like I think I literally saw it immediately after the second one in the in the theater because it, like they put them both out at the same time. Mm. Or did they wait a couple of weeks? I don't remember. It was pretty close. It was yeah, definitely no, within the same year. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I saw them like as a double feature or separately. But yeah, the the third one is not that great. Um, but I mean, at least they they're not like you know having like oh let's let's do a reboot or or a a prequel or a sequel mm-hmm. you know trilogy like some other franchises uh, might do. <laughs> yes, like Disney destroyed Star Wars, yeah, um, and George well, Lucas. There wasn't much to destroy in the first place, right? But but I mean, it's just yeah, it's just kind of like crazy when they do that. But yeah, well, I mean, with Back to the Future, uh, the second one is my favorite. The first one is a very close second. And then I don't like the third one. I think the third one's very unnecessary, and it's just like it the the whole like Biff Tannen being you know like Griff, and it just it 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 makes it seem like the Tannen gene is just like this malevolent force throughout time. It's it's well, it his, gets his too silly. Well. I mean, his own is equally like always the milk toast like curse. Like it's as if there's a curse on his family from mm-hmm. the you know the Tannens, right? 
I mean, that, that's only funny like the first time you see it in Back to the Future, you know? Exactly. Oh, look, they're, they're, they're just like each other. And it's like, well, actually, that was himself, but mm-hmm. actually was her and her. Um, but then after that, it's like, it's like, oh, okay, your, your grandfather was also just like you. Yeah, and looked just That's like cool. you. It's weird. And, oh, oh, he fell into a big pile of shit, too. And I don't mean this movie, either. <laughs> so, yeah, the third one I'm not big on, but it's like, that's one of my favorite franchises. It's very hard to find a franchise where every movie in the franchise is good. Look at The Godfather. Uh, no, no. Bill and Ted? Well, yeah. That, that, yeah. That's the That's the exception. That might be the only exception. Because <laughs> I, yeah. I, Godfather Part 3 is a piece of shit. Yeah. And, and it's so, like, it could have been just okay, and that would have been enough, I think. But it's such a dramatic drop-off from two fantastic movies. Yeah, as soon as a guy's uh, shooting a machine gun out of a helicopter, it's like, okay, this isn't really the uh, period uh, drama I was hoping for. Wait, John McClane's over there. <laughs> Yeah, no shit. He's gonna jump the car into the helicopter. We're saved. Way to go, uh, Godfather. I mean, even Alien, you know? Aliens is... I love that. One of my favorite sci-fi movies. I've never actually seen the first one. Alien, I hear, is very good, though. I like Alien, yeah. It's a good movie. But the third one, I you know, from what I hear, is just like the worst movie ever. Third one's not good, and then they just devolve from there. Some of them are yeah, interesting them. schlocky movies, I guess, but yeah, they're Alien versus Predator. Yeah, exactly. But they're they're definitely they're Predator definitely Lord. not all good, that's for sure. Oh, and they're not even mostly good. No. The Terminator? Yeah, I was seeing that too because the first two movies are great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the third one is not great. No. And then the fourth, fifth, I don't know which one they're on now. Yeah, I don't know. I've seen them all except the the very newest one. I haven't seen that one either. Uh, yeah, I can't remember what it's called, but Terminator Dark Fate. Genesis, maybe? Oh, it might be Dark Fate, yeah. Yeah, something like that. It's the, the girls are Terminators and, and heroes now. Yep. But, yeah. So, and Ghostbusters. <laughs> I mean, there's, uh, there's only two movies, though, right? Yeah, I mean, you well, three. Of the... That's not, it's not within the same trilogy, though. It's like a remake or like a reboot. I guess that's, that's true. The, this, I, and again, I I don't think that's a bad movie. I have a place in my heart for the second one. You know, like it's not as good as the first one. I know you don't like, like the first one at all, but I don't think, I I don't, I don't hate it, but I mean, it's, I, I don't, I don't get what all the hubbub is over it. But they're they're remaking that that other one with uh, what's his name's son and and I don't oh uh, Ivan Reitman's son yeah I think it's or John Landis's son or something I don't know oh okay no it's not Jason Landis I yeah it must be Ivan Reitman's son isn't his name uh, Bundus T- Bundus Reitman <laughs> he said Jason Landis um. <laughs> But yeah, they're going to make that one, and I, I I doubt I'll like that one, to be honest with you, if that ever comes out, because I think coronavirus has set that back, too. I, I mean, how much more do you need to explore with this concept? We get it. You fucking catch ghosts. I think the first one would have been fine. We'll leave well enough alone, to be honest. I thought I think I read that the, the idea for the second one, or even maybe a sequel to that one, was Ghostbusters in Hell, which sounded like an interesting concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what... Uh, What's his name? Dan Aykroyd tried to pitch to them. 
Oh wait, I just realized uh, here's a here's a trilogy that I don't agree with, but I think many other people would say is a perfect trilogy is the Evil Dead trilogy. Hmm. Even though the second one is essentially the first movie. Yeah, it's just goofier. It's the first movie, but funny. The first movie. I'm sure there's people who like all three, like different takes on it, you know, differently. Yeah, I. That's a tough one. I like Army of Darkness a lot, and again, that was the first one I saw. Um, but I don't. I mean, do people outside of Michigan have like a huge, like you know, love of this movie? I feel. Like I think so. Yeah, a local thing. No, I think oh, I. Really? I think it's. I think it's nationwide. Honestly, I think it's cult, but I think it's there. What about the Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy? Um, I do like all those. Like, so I don't think any of them are bad. Uh, Batman Begins. Batman Begins, I think, is maybe a perfect Batman movie because it's mostly about him and his origin and all that stuff. And then The Dark Knight is a great Joker movie. You know, with Batman as the counterbalance to him. And then um, I know that everyone will say, you know, Dark Knight Rising is the the weak link, uh, weak link of them. And I guess, I mean, it's probably the weakest, but I still think it's a really solid movie. I think it's solid. I like the second. I see. I feel that Batman is just kind of like this. He's he's okay. He's not especially interesting as a villain mm-hmm. or as a hero. But yeah. what really you know you know brings him out is his. He has like the most like literally in some cases colorful villains. You know, yeah. Out there. Yeah. Absolutely. Like each one is like. I mean, think of the villains. Like think of Superman's villains. You know, it's like okay, Lex Luthor. Right. Uh, Brainiac, I guess. Yeah, but yeah, they have all those like, and then isn't like Bizarro, Superman, and hmm, Solomon like, Grundy. I don't know, the Martian Manhunter. I don't know a lot about DC. Maybe other people can really tick these off, but I mean, Batman's also DC, and you could just you know keep naming Batman mm-hmm. victims, you know, or villains for like you know oh, DC probably. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, just just think of, I mean, just think of the movies, you know, like the Batman uh, Lego movie. You know, there's so mm-hmm. many like actual like villains in there that are just like some of them are just like ridiculous. Yep, Scarecrow. The Riddler, the Penguin, uh, the Joker. Well, a, I mean, just think of the movies, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep, Two Face. Yeah, the, and the, he's got Batman has maybe the best Rogues Gallery to fight. Oh, for sure. Killer Croc and all that stuff. The animated series. Yeah, they, it, it took. I didn't. I never really was super like because I haven't read a lot of comics, so I was never super into Marvel or, or really any of the comics. But the one thing that there were two things one marvel and one dc that you know like kind of sucked me in and one was batman the animated series and the other one was the x-men uh animated series oh speaking of which and uh this is kind of sad actually uh matt uh sent me uh, a message earlier on discord because that's how we communicate now mm-hmm. um but i guess the guy who did the voice of cyclops on the x-men uh animated series like died either very recently or today even oh that's sad with bagpipes slowly playing <laughs> yeah no that's that really is sad um and i always preferred cyclops on the animated series to wolverine at least when they fought each other because i i i never liked how everyone loved wolverine i was like well, fuck him yeah yeah that's that is kind of i always like magneto because he just had the coolest powers mm-hmm. and like night 
Nightcrawler, because something about teleportation just really seems neat. And, and Gambit, too, with his energy, you know, bombs. Yeah, I liked Gambit. I liked Magneto. I can't remember what it's called, but uh, last week uh, Matt showed me this uh, this clip from it. Like, it was an X-Men cartoon. Mm-hmm. And I think, it was, I don't know where it was done. I feel like they had American accents, except for Wolverine, who just inexplicably had a Scottish accent. <laughs> he's not even Scottish, he's Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's so weird, but it's hilarious. He's like, he's like oh, oh I, don't, I don't even know if it's Scottish. It's just a weird accent. <laughs> okay, I, I'm hoping this, that this is what this person thinks people in Canada speak like. Right. Uh, okay, so I looked it up. And yes, Norman Spencer, who portrayed Cyclops, uh, passed away yesterday, August 31st. So not yesterday from when you guys are hearing it, but yesterday from when we're recording this 62 years old. Uh, no, it just says, I mean, he doesn't have much of a, they, they give his film on IMD or not IMDb on Wikipedia. They give his filmography and everything, but all it says about personal life is he died on August 31st, 2020 at the age of 62. Uh, that's, that's relatively young. Oh yeah. But now that I have his name, Norman Spencer, I can Googs that shit. And uh, see if I can come up with anything else. Maybe he died this case. of coronavirus. Huh. One of the first things that comes up is Norman Spencer insurance. Did he have uh, Did he have life insurance that paid out everyone in the world? Uh, hmm. No, this is Norman Spencer agency. <laughs> okay, I'm guessing that's not it. Uh, Norman Spencer... Oh, no, that's a murder of a 23-year-old father. So that's... Why isn't he on here? That's weird. You put, like, voice actor? Yeah. And then look at the news tab on Google. Is this entertaining everybody out there uh, listening to us explaining to each other how to use Google? Oh, he was also Canadian. Just in case you guys wondered. And so is James Marston, who played uh, him in the movie. The, oh, is he? Know, I didn't know James. Singer. I didn't know James Marsden yeah. was Canadian. Hmm. Yeah, he was in the Brian uh, Singer Finger Fest, known as X Men One. <laughs> that should be our next game: Canadian or Hitler? Yeah. No, Canadian or I don't think that'd be pretty easy. Canadian or not? I guess I don't know. Um, let's see. No, it doesn't. There's not even anything on news. It basically just says, "Yeah, huh." Apparently it's uh, so still... clearly, you know, George Soros is covering this one up too. Yeah, it's too raw. First Seth Rich, now this. <laughs> I'm gonna order a slice of revenge. Uh, I think I think maybe two people in our audience uh, got that Seth Rich uh, joke. You could be like uh, like Norman D- McDonald. We just t- we just told you how to Google so you could figure this shit out yourself now. Yeah, exactly. But uh, why don't you do a William F. Buckley impersonation? <laughs> oh my goodness um so yeah so no no word on why he died other than oh i have the perfect game mark yeah what is we cannot play this game though okay (laughs) you have a lot of censorship Mm -hmm. rap lyric or excerpt from uh, huckleberry finn (laughs) <laughs> I could uh I could download a bleep button pretty easily. Yes, and you probably want to do those ahead of time. Oh my goodness. 
Wow. Rap lyric or Huckleberry? Oh my goodness! You could we could also throw because uh, of Lovecraft Country. We could also throw yeah, H.P. So Lovecraft. H.P. Lovecraft in there too. Yeah, he was quite a notorious racist. Oh goodness! So uh, I, I thought that's pretty much all I got. You got anything else? Nothing constructive. All right. Well, look for that game next time around, and uh, we will see you next week. Bye. We'll see you next week.